Howdy! Hello! How's it going, Andy? I'm doing fiddly fine. How Great. are you doing? I'm wonderful. Today we're talking about Toucan Sam's new Cal oh, Arts God. redesign. We're getting deep into Paper Mario and the Origami King and how Andy feels about the entire Paper Mario series. Yeah. Uh, we're also talking about the new animated movie Scoob and our very eerily similar opinions about it. If you like <laughs> listening to Brian and I bicker about things that ultimately don't matter, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down this episode, I yeah. assure you. We, we surprised. We're still, episode 53, episode one, season two, we're still pulling out surprises. <laughs> things are things are changing. <laughs> things, are, things are changing. We're going to agree on literally everything now. Well, we'll see you on the other side. How's it going? Oh wait, uh, are we? Is it? Is the episode starting? Is this it? I guess so. I started recording. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> hi. There wasn't like there wasn't an over the top like hi. Howdy. You just. You know, this is a more casual episode. You know, whatever. It's, it's more casual. We're both a little drinky. I'm drinking. We're both, we're both wearing jeans. Casual Friday. On a Sunday over here. Yeah, I have um, had a few white claws, so I will obey, be obeying no laws, just for the record. Be obeying. Yeah. B-Y-O-B, am I right? Huh? Uh, white claws, fuck the law, what's the saying? Okay. Hello, Andy. How are you? <laughs> what's up? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing Tell okay. Um, it seemed like every major pop culture faucet all turned on like the second we uploaded the last episode of Deskbox. <laughs> like the moment that went up everything came out of nowhere uh kingdom hearts disney plus rumors paper mario trailers yeah. um the scoob movie dropped so lots to talk about yeah um, other probably than... more than we'll get to <laughs> honestly yeah. in this episode so um, other than that, I haven't been up to really anything. There, there has been a uh, a roach infestation in my home, so mm. I have been deep cleaning everything. Fun. Uh, yeah, it's been horrible. <laughs> Jeez. And and that that's really it. That that's it. And that and waiting for my hair to grow back. Uh, I definitely regret shaving my head. Um, I would not recommend doing it if you're considering it. Um, I don't regret. Okay, no. I'm glad that I know. I'm glad that I know what I look like without hair. Mm. If I could go back in time and stop myself from doing it, I would. So whatever, you, whatever. I'll whatever be honest. You get out of that. I, from my my own personal journey of of hair removal, um, I have come around. I mean, obviously, I have more hair now. It's stubbly, um, but I I feel good. I feel like. If I lost a little bit of weight and then shaved it all clean shaven, I think I would feel fine. I think it kind of confronted me with my own like heaviness. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not ready for that. I feel it disgusting. doesn't look bad now. Like it looked <laughs> like I think everybody looks super fucking weird mm. clean shaven. Yeah. But it, with like the five o'clock shadow thing you have, like yeah. that 
for me is like optimal. Like I need I, I need to yeah. trim this, but I, to I think be my, more like that. My takeaway is like I think I'll keep my facial hair probably pretty pretty short. I think I do like this better than when it gets kind of thicker. So, you know, we win some, we lose some in this game of quarantine. Quarantina yeah. Turner. She gets you eventually. You know, the the names for generate <laughs> for generations and whatnot, I've heard the term quarantines being mm. thrown out for like the group of people growing up like with this happening. And I actually really like it. It's like, I mean, it's stupid easy. Like whoever came up with it was just like uh, quarantine, you know, but it's catchy. I li- like that needs to be the uh, young adult novel series now. The I'm quarantines. I'm a thousand percent sure something is in production. Trust me. Oh, everything's in production. <laughs> I'm, There's going to be I'm, so many fucking rom... I think yeah. I said this last time, rom-coms. That's the perfect Probably. genre for this. Um, yeah. But I... I yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff. I I haven't really been up to much. Um, I did watch the uh, Harley Quinn animated series. That's kind of something we touched on last week. Um, I love it. I would highly recommend it to anyone. It's so good. Uh, it's very funny that is everything like i don't know it's just so funny there's a lot of smart jokes even though it's kind of irreverent and dumb and like it doesn't take itself seriously yeah perfect i did not think i would like it as much as i do but i think i'm a big fan it does a good job at balancing just outside comedy in general Mm -hmm. uh, but also poking fun at the comics itself and like mm-hmm. this the mythos behind the dc universe with yeah. all the characters which is great commissioner gordon is, is yeah my every, favorite character it's, it's so good it's so good that take on him is just like <laughs> that, that's fucking great he's like I this a really that, crazy old man he's always screaming i love that batman too is also kind of that way it's like it's the running joke is he's so emotionally distant that he, like he can't have you know friendships and stuff like that and like harley quinn teaches him how to like not be that way a little bit uh, like oh it's interesting that's a unique take on this dynamic <laughs> have you have you met robin yet and yes the, uh, in the show exactly he's, like, <laughs> he's voiced by like a five-year-old exactly like cat <laughs> it's Bug. really funny i you have to watch bravest warriors it's so good Catbug is great it's it's good uh bravest warriors it's a um what's who's the guy that did adventure time the artist pendleton ward yeah i think he did that as well bravest warriors it's like a uh it's cartoon hangover i think i started watching it on youtube so it might be a youtube only show but it's all free it's free to watch um so good bravest warriors is great uh i am seeing on the docket a creature two creatures and only uh, one can walk out alive <laughs> uh we're talking about the toucan sam redesign right now uh i'll let you go first because you've kind of formulated your opinion already and i i've looked at the image but i have not thought hard about it so you go ahead okay. you go ahead okay so i'm <laughs> we'll a little pop up confused the images somewhere <laughs> I'm a little confused as to why this is so controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's because the people I follow really care, but this is like a serial mascot. 
you know, like the, the scale of gives a shit is very low on this one because it's yeah. to sell cereal. Well, um, before you continue any further, anything that has to do with anyone's childhood is always some contentious topic that people are, if you change something that they are used to in their childhood, people get upset and that, so just continue. But that's yeah. why people hate that. <laughs> so I'm fine with both. Because, again, I don't care. Like, I hate all cereal. Mm. Um, oh, interesting. I did I not expect it to go that way. <laughs> I don't like cereal. Okay. I don't eat it. Um, whenever I was a kid for Christmas, my parents would always be like, if you can eat one bowl of cereal, you can open up any present under the Christmas tree early that you want. And what? Child Andy still couldn't do it. Like, That's I could bizarre. Not do it. Yeah, it was uh, fucking horrible. Anyways... <laughs> So the redesign <laughs> reminds me of like the Amazing World of Gumball. It's, it's definitely it's like, very that Cal Arts style that all of the Cartoon Network shows have. It's that same style. Um, I'm fine with it, but the uh, the the arms or wings or whatever mm. you want to call them look very stubby. Yeah. Uh, if they just added like some fluffs or like some rounded edges to make it look more feathery, as opposed to like these nubs, like. It looks like all of his feathers fell off of his arms. Hmm. And if you touch it, it's just like a skin texture. So that's I think, my only issue. I think I do like it. There are some points that I do not like that I think they were trying too hard to be different. The beak, I do not like. I feel what, like, like the, the gradient colors. On I feel it, like or? it's just it's um, it looks undisciplined to me, if that makes sense. Like, it looks like someone just slapped a, a gradient on and it doesn't look quite as... It doesn't look like it fits quite as well. Um, I'm fine with where the mouth is, even though it is kind of odd the more I look at it. Um, like, that it sits on half the beak and half the face, you know, like whatever. I love the little feather ruffle, like the little teardrop feathers i think those are really cute uh yeah i love that i'm not a huge fan of the light blue body i don't really know that seems strange to me as well i mean i think if you look on the image on like the original design he still kind of has that light blue it's not as it's it's not like that though i mean looking at the images together there is a clear like they made it like light blue whereas it's only like a slight shade variation on the other one but okay. I, I just feel like that blue is like, I don't know. The blue and the beak, if they had changed those, maybe I'll like edit I'll edit the image and try and make it look better in my eyes. Maybe I'll put that in here in the episode. Uh <laughs> but I don't hate it. We're just it. gonna make all sorts of promises and <laughs> not not pull through on any of them. Our last episode, I I don't know if you watched it, our video episode. I had a lot of fun little Easter eggs hidden in there. Little I'll have to rewatch because I usually watch I watched like the opening couple minutes of each episode, mm. um, but then that that's it. I very rarely. I've know, started watch to make our thing. make our episodes a little more fun to watch, like as incentive for people to watch them. Damn, you're like counteracting everything I've been doing to keep people <laughs> from watching it. Damn. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think overall, I'm fine with the redesign. Yeah, I'm fine with it yeah. too. This gets a desk pop, thumbs up. Uh, anybody who disagrees with us should just stop eating cereal like me. Be put to death. All right. So here's our second. Here's our second topic. 
um, what a good which transition. may or may not, which may or may not. <laughs> here take is us, our second topic. Here is our second topic. But yeah, let's see what you do with that, Brian. <laughs> You're editing. Uh, so a trailer dropped for Paper Mario: The Origami King for the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. Uh, it comes out in uh, what July? Early I don't July. remember. I, I think it's pretty soon though. I was I was surprised yeah. when I saw the release it, date. When the trailer released it uh from the day the trailer launched it comes out 64 days from then which people are claiming uh is a some sort of code or a message uh in regard to paper mario 64 or super mario 64 um i think it's a coincidence um even even if it is like an easter egg i feel like it's just like a fun like oh it's 64 days like we should post the thing then you know like someone i don't think they're confirming yeah I feel like it's just like a oh that'd be cool if we did that and then fans could find it sixty four days and <laughs> yeah and people are it's... like with their yarn on their walls and their push pins like oh my god their newspaper clippings <laughs> that and if this if this pandemic wasn't happening do you really think that they were gonna release the Paper Mario trailer sixty four days before I think they would have. I think they would have had an Nintendo Direct or something during this pandemic that would have revealed it earlier. Maybe that, I, I still theory. feel like I still feel like they have like Nintendo Directs are pretty easy, and I feel like they could have done the a Nintendo Direct if they wanted to. So I don't think they wanted to. Well, I feel like they, I feel like they had one in the works, but they didn't have like an opportune time to release it. That's my because hmm. there was like everything happening in the news cycles and then games getting delayed and stuff they probably had things that they might have to like delay or pull maybe so releasing a direct who who knows anyways paper mario we're talking about <laughs> the paper mario game okay. uh so this reveal uh further proves the paper mario theory we discussed a few episodes back um hinting at a remaster of the mario platformers uh i'm still very hesitant to believe this um looking at the past paper mario games um which the origami king is now the uh the sixth paper mario game we've gotten a paper mario game on every nintendo console um three to five years apart each time so this paper mario game matches this pattern can Um, i tell you before we like get into talking about this more i was shocked about how many paper mario games there were i was if you had asked me before this trailer had dropped and I had looked up looked up how many Paper Mario games there were, I would have said like two or three. <laughs> I did not know that there were like six other entries in the Paper Mario universe <laughs> or five yeah. other entries. There, it, it is an extensive universe. There's uh, technically seven if you consider the crossover because the mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi games had a crossover with Paper Mario. Um, but yeah, this is a series very uh, near and dear to my childhood so this is like my this is my childhood game well yeah and um, i have played the 2007 wii super paper mario <laughs> that's it <laughs> i was also shocked to find out that the original paper mario was on the n64 that was also like a whoa that's crazy and then i was shocked to see like wow they made one for the wii u there were lots of discoveries for me <laughs> the other day <laughs> yeah you should uh if you have the means, definitely check out the first two. Um, I think I think I have it in me to play one. 
So would you prefer it, I play Paper Mario for the N64 or the Thousand Year Door for the GameCube? <laughs> there's going to be a great opportunity for you to decide for yourself. But mm. if it were up to me, I would say Thousand Year Door. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I have some reference images that I'm going to bring up later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might sway your decision here. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's go ahead and dive into um, our thoughts on this trailer. Yeah, why don't you crease with me and be reborn? Yes, so the graphics are great. Um, with the last Paper Mario game, there's like this paper texture on everything, and they just went further with this. And... It looks so fucking good. I loved it. I, I as soon as I saw this trailer, I was like, I'm getting this game. This looks the, so good. The like tin foil gold foil looking thing on the like doors of the castle when it opens up. Mm-hmm. Ugh, is like every Paper Mario game has been leading up to this, and it's so great. <laughs> I love this aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's it fits right in with like Nintendo's latest like habit of getting the Yoshi games and Kirby's epic yarn and making everything look very crafty. Like Even a little bit of the Link's Awakening. Together. I feel like there's, yeah, there's Link's something there. One. It, it's like making things look realistic, but mm-hmm. in a, it looks like it has, it's like a Lego movie. Like you see the little mm-hmm. scuffs on the plastic and like the little, it, it's really great. I this agree. Is, this is what excites me when I think of next gen graphics, not like, high fidelity like human not yeah looking not faces. humans and the skin like that that does nothing for me i want to i want to see like the individual like <laughs> teared textures of like paper mario mm. as he like runs along i want like the water to be made mm. out of like ribbon that is like seamlessly flowing yeah, yeah it's just ugh. so this game looks great partners seem to be back which is something a lot of fans were wanting to see return was that the little mario. the little bowser hopping behind him on the yeah, uh, the Bowser trailer. Jr. Um, following Mario in the in the trailer, there's also a bo- a Babam, um, mm. very cleverly named Babam, um, who was showcased in this trailer. Uh, you see a an explorer toad looking guy following Mario. Um, people are a little torn. People don't know if these are the traditional partners from the past games, or if these are just people that follow you around like little rpg like yeah story events that yeah yeah we'll find um, out there was a chinese trailer that nintendo quickly took down after launching controversial uh, <laughs> that showed that showed mario in battle uh and it was the same clip that we got all the other regions got however in the chinese clip toad is standing behind mario in the battle sequence which makes people think nintendo's purposely hiding the uh party member mechanics in the game why i don't know so maybe we won't have partners who i don't know why they would hide that that's i mean like a maybe, maybe they feature. are saving something for a nintendo direct i don't know that, that just seems like a such an integral part of like combat in general mm-hmm. to hide it is just like i i, I don't know but i nintendo. mean yeah i was gonna say you and i know nintendo work in mysterious ways Nintendo works in mysterious ways. Nintendo they, work in mysterious. Nintendo work in mysterious ways. They do what they <laughs> Ryan want. Ryan Sullivan. <laughs> Nintendo work. Um, what 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 else what else do we got here? Um, so you have a lot of you you go ahead. But I mean, you have a lot of graphics here. So, 
Uh, yeah, and that I, I'm okay. So my one issue with this game and the okay. Paper Mario series as a whole, and you okay. can go ahead and scroll down on the agenda and look at this I'm, reference image I have. On I'm the looking, dock. and maybe I'll briefly scroll it up through the, the video. Yeah. Well, so in this reference image, there are a bunch of different toads seen in the paper mario and the thousand year door okay there are toads with canes mustaches glasses hair they're wearing different outfits um some have different skin tones um some mm. are very clearly different genders and then you see all the toads that you construct. get sure um Continue. Then you get to see all the different toads you see in the last two Paper Mario games, Color Splash and Sticker Star. And the distinct difference is all the toads you see in the last two games are generic, just very generic toads. There's no distinguishable difference, no character traits at all. They're just vanilla toads. And that's kind of more in line with most traditional Mario games. Yes. Yeah. And that's what annoys me now let's go ahead and open up all those reference so, images i sent uh before we do that um actually i can't do that because of how we're recording but um so are these that way in the super paper mario because eh, that one's not in the like i don't see that title i see thousand year door and then it skips to sticker star and color splash so uh was yeah. super paper mario was that um, Super Paper Mario did have different uh, variety. All the images I sent outside of the uh, agenda, okay. I got a bunch of different characters from each Paper Mario game. Okay. Just I'm to showcase. Pulling those up now on my phone. Okay. Through the power of um, technology. Are you able to see like the name of the image files on your phone? No. Uh, I can, but only if I click on it. So just tell me if it's like the first one you sent or the last one you sent. <laughs> Um, the first one I sent. Uh, okay. It should say there's like Paper Mario, Paper Mario 2, 3, 4. They're numbered. Yeah, I see Paper Mario 5, which is the first one you sent me. Oh, that's weird. They must have sent out of order. <laughs> okay, so did you send me Paper Mario 1? <laughs> yeah, okay. Paper I'm Mario 1 at, is the... I'm looking at Paper Mario without okay. without any numbers. Okay, so take a look at all those characters, and you can okay. see that they're all pretty diverse. There's yeah. lots of characters that make their first appearance in the Mario universe in general, such mm -hmm. as Fat Shy Guy, this cool <laughs> flower-looking guy. The Dizzy King Goomba. Yep, Goomba King. Uh, that is the first appearance of the Goomba King. Um, he's appeared in other Mario games, but this is his first appearance. Sexy Pink Star with a ribbon. Yep. <laughs> the very diverse cast here. Weird Ghost Guy. Witch yeah. on a broom, baby a pink son. Ba bomb, yeah. uh, a butler with a butler boo character, a baby lightning bolt charge person, the bomb buddy. Yeah. There, there's all sorts of zany characters. Mm. Now go ahead and open up the uh, the second one. Let me find it. Okay, I think I picked Mario two open. Again, very weird characters. There's like this like Playboy bunny cat boo character there's like a bean bartender um there's like a, a ghost spirit flurry person who's great uh, um, hold, hold on a second i think i have a different image open it's the one with the skeleton looking guy on it what's the character in the top left just tell me that um 
the character on the top left is this Mega Man looking guy. He has like a globe looking head and it's blue. Okay, yeah, I didn't see any of the other characters you were talking about, but continue. <laughs> Again, like very diverse cast of characters, okay. different species and stuff. They're very... Uh, okay, I see Yoshi with the mohawk, uh, Koopa with the oh, Lady Koopa. Yeah, yeah I see. So these are all the fun and great characters you meet in the second game. Yes. I figured this might impact your decision, like whichever character styles you like better. Maybe. Um, but all right, so let's go ahead and open up the third one. Okay. This is the third paper, Super Paper Mario characters you are, you're familiar with. Uh, yeah, again, somewhat, like, yeah. And if you played the game, they're all like all their personalities just come right back when you look at them. So you look yeah. at the fucking nerdy nerdy chameleon guy demito mm-hmm. demito Demi- i didn't Demi- beat this game by the way i rented it from a game crazy and i played it for a weekend so okay <laughs> um when i said i all- played it i meant like literally for three days i think literally all these characters are all original characters made just for this game i do like the character design i will yeah. say that that was a strong point of me playing the the, the game when i was younger all right, so let's go ahead and go to the next the next one. Okay, I have Paper Mario 4 open. It's getting a little okay. less exciting. Okay, so the cool thing about this one is all of the characters here have all existed outside of the Paper Mario games except for this crown character who okay. is the only character that's original to Paper Mario. Okay. Uh, and... All the other characters are like, oh, I had to pick and choose which ones I wanted to show you. This is literally all of the enemies and mm. bosses and NPC characters that you talk to in this game okay. outside of Princess Peach, Luigi, and Bowser. Okay. This is all of them. They're all boring. <laughs> They're all boring, generic Mario enemies. Now let's look at this last one. Okay. Again, this is every NPC and every boss fight you encounter in this. Every literally every character you meet in this game is on that picture in front of you right now. Mm. Omitting like, oh, like sometimes the shy guys are bigger than normal, uh, etc. So okay, this again. Did you only... did you play these games? The last two games? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, I was just curious. Um, so. That's the frustrating part about Paper Mario to me is that the writing is consistently funny and it's good. Combat's always changing. That That's not really why I come to Paper Mario every single time. It's to see this Mario universe that I'm familiar with explored in different ways, to see all the regions that you don't see in the mainline games. Sure. And we're starting yeah. to veer away from that and seeing these same vanilla characters we can see in any other Mario game and that's not fun for me because if I wanted to see the Koopalings again, I'd play literally any other Mario game. Yeah. Uh, so that's my big complaint about, about the series is that for some weird reason, they're very fixated on not making any new character stuff. Well, I mean, from, can, what, from what we've seen in the trailer, we've already seen the origami King, you know, he's a different character that we haven't seen before. Um, so that's yeah. already one, you know, well, that, that seems to be the trope is that, well, actually, this one stands out because the last two Paper Mario games, the only original characters is the main partner guy that follows you around. Mm. This one, it seems to be main partner guy follows you around and then the origami king. 
and then but, the rest but of it is we, like we haven't seen the rest of the game so we that don't is know true. Yet. <laughs> um, that's very true um although i'm discouraged because the party member that seems to to have been highlighted is just a generic bomb bomb mm. but again i'm totally open it could it could very well be different that's the only thing that struck me as a bad thing in this trailer everything else looked great but there there was not like any original character thing yeah. in this that like and it just frustrates because it's like it's a conscious decision they've yeah. made these other games like with a huge cat like i was like i couldn't fit them all into a sheet when i was making these yeah but then with the last two it's like i could just fit them all because like, <laughs> they're they're all there um, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like I get your frustration, but at the same time, I don't know. I think it it probably comes from different teams working on the property, potentially. And, um, like, I'll be honest, the last two games I had never heard of. So I almost want to say, from my perspective, it sounds like they might have phoned those ones in a little bit um, just to have something come out. Uh I don't know, obviously, I didn't play them, but for not even knowing about them when I did know about the others, it's kind of strange. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so maybe they just wanted to make a game and they weren't too, like there wasn't a lot of heart put into it. And <laughs> That's what it comes across to as me. Like the, the general consensus from me. the last two games is that the writing is still like on par with the rest of the series it the series is kind of known for being like this really funny very cleverly written um series yeah and i've never completed the last two games just because the nostalgia from the past games clouded my judgment of this new one because it's like <clears throat> all the characters are so generic and i've seen what once was so i'm you know i didn't i didn't get to finish it mm. But from what I played it, it's it's pretty funny. And mm. some they make some self-referential jokes to like, ah, how can you tell these toads apart? We're all like, we're all just toads. Yeah. But that's not enough for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you hear that this, Nintendo? It's not enough for Andy. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm torn. Like it looks great. I'm going to buy it, but. It, it, I feel like if I like come out and say, "Oh, I really liked this game once I finished it," I'm giving them like a thumbs up to just keep not d making new stuff, new characters. Maybe, but I mean, you know, maybe there, maybe there's more than what we saw in the trailer, and maybe it will meet your expectations. You I know? hope so, because that was uh, the only that was the only thing that really like. That's the only thing I didn't like about this trailer. They have everything to gain. Yeah. and nothing to lose by giving giving a toad a hat like yeah. i don't know give them a mustache or something they all yeah. I, want... I mean sometimes i mean you and i have we've worked in you know places where we've designed things and sometimes people want things changed and people want things to all look the same and whether you know that as an artist or a designer that it might be better to have you know unique images or unique you know things that set things apart sometimes people above you just want a baseline of what they've been getting or you know so it may just be out of someone's hands you know i feel like you're giving me like breakup 
<laughs> you know, like sometimes things change and, you know, hey, that's, a, that's just how it is. And it's not me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think, um, so what people are saying is when they were making the 3DS version of Paper Mario, which is Sticker Star, uh, what people refer to as like the downfall of the series, the, the appearance the, of all these toads. Super uh, Paper Mario, Sticker Star, the downfall of the Paper Mario series continue. Yes. <laughs> Um, but uh, Shigeru Miyamoto picked up uh, a demo version of the game, which was said to have been very similar to Thousand Year Door from the GameCube. Okay. He was very disinterested, and he was like, this just looks like the GameCube version. You need to do something different. And then he oh. said, people don't really care about the story. You should simplify it. Oh. And apparently he like directed them to only use characters from mainline Mario games so people don't get confused with the brand. Well, there you go. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. But like it comes down people, from someone that you just like yeah. all the artists are like it would be so great to have these cool characters and yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, story doesn't matter <laughs> in this RPG. <laughs> like I wonder why people are playing this Mario game that's different from all the other one. Maybe it is the fact that it has a story. Maybe the fact that the, it's different, yeah. Um Anyway, I so love that Bowser's happened. Inside Story. That's one of my favorite Mario games. That's another thing. Like yeah. the Mario and Luigi games, like have been co like existing alongside Paper Mario, and that's why I thought the Paper Mario combat changed mm. because they're both they have similar combat systems. Yeah. So I was, I was fine with that. But why didn't Miyamoto like comment to them, telling them not to make new characters and new location because they always make up new species and stuff. Well, the studios out of business now but like the <laughs> Fuck. what why didn't they make like new characters and stuff like why were they allowed to do that but paper mario wasn't it's just a bunch of crap and this yeah. game series is so great and ah, ah yeah uh and thank you for allowing me to get uh <laughs> a, giving me a platform to <laughs> vent about the entire series when we should be talking about one trailer no you're welcome this is this is all for you, my son. It's I... just so annoying. <laughs> I have I have an eight bit bubble bubble dragon uh, tattooed on my body, mm -hmm. and like a very close runner up was Paper Mario, but I didn't because I'm like how I can't be guaranteed that this series is gonna be great forever because <laughs> Sticker Star and Color Splash came out and they were both like very different from what. I really enjoy, you know, it just... Can I give uh, you some some heartfelt advice? Sure. Okay. Uh, I was going to give it anyway, if, even if you didn't say say so. Yeah. Uh, I think that if that's something you feel compelled to get because you have good memories of something, like old games, then I say go for it. And I think, you know, even if the series doesn't, continue to do well and if it does go downhill you know you don't enjoy it you still really enjoy the other games so that these new games coming out won't ever take away your good memories of the old games you know what i mean well i think it's man i can't okay <laughs> no. here, here, here here goes <laughs> it's very similar to star wars okay in that it's hard for me to think of like just one Star Wars trilogy and not immediately think of the others, if that makes any sense. So yeah. if a game like if Paper Mario, like I look at like 
uh, if I have a tattoo of Paper Mario, I'm going to look at it. And I can't just think of my isolated memories of playing the older games. I'm going to think about the newer stuff that's out, you know. And so it's going to make me like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing that <laughs> I really liked that isn't that's the same as it was anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's like anybody who has Toucan Sam tattooed on their body. They're going to look at that <laughs> tattoo and they're going to think, Why you man, this has turned into out. an abomination. <laughs> Why do you have to call me out like that? I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Can we get Dusk Pop? Can we get uh, Toucan Sam tattoos? Next episode of Dusk Pop from the tattoo I, parlor. I would, you know, I don't hate it. <laughs> You're the one the that redesign? doesn't like cereal. <laughs> I would, yeah. I just want the colors changed. I want like that a should, flat color that, bill. That should be the uh, the new scale of whether or not we approve of something. Like, would you get it tattooed on you or, or not? <laughs> I don't know. Ride or die. <laughs> ride or die. Toucan I'll, Sam. I'll always ride and die. Get fucking tattooed on my forehead, man. <laughs> Toucan Sam for life. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Something that you feel like may have been a new idea a new take on a property that you loved uh might be something like the uh the scoob movie that uh is a take on a new take on a property that i love (laughs) here let's transition from talking about people who keep doing the same thing to people who did something completely different (laughs) with the property (laughs) This is a complete um, 180 on all fronts. Let's, Scoob, and I'm going to let you yeah, spearhead this. I do want to, like, for a minute, before we get, like, any spoilers about the movie, um, just kind of say our general thoughts, say how we feel about it. I know you probably have a rating ready to go. Um, I would recommend the movie. I think it's good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's very obviously a kid's movie, uh, and I think some kid's movies have such good writing that they transcend that that kids movie label and i don't think this quite does that i think it is it fits squarely in a kids movie box (laughs) and that is where it lives and it's not for adults uh so i 100 percent agree with that perfectly yes um yeah you you set it up when you're babysitting and you get on your phone that that's really that's really it i think if you like scooby-doo like i do um that i've like i've had this scooby-doo awakening over the past year that you've been you've had front seat tickets to uh me discovering my scooby-doo identity that i love scooby-doo so much uh but i feel like i'd see it to see it but it is not a movie like trolls world tour where i would recommend it to anyone um yeah Trolls World Tour, have you seen that yet? No, I okay. I need to. That's a movie that I think does transcend that kid's label. I think it does a I good job. I think most kids' movies these days like really transcend. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Some. <laughs> which movies, which kids' movies, like, I'm thinking, like, animated, like, Toy Story was, like, a latest one that, like, kind of, most Pixar I, stuff kind of, like, I passed. agree with you, but then there's stuff like Despicable Me that I don't oh, yeah, feel like no. does i don't that. think that's recent though like i'm talking like last year this I year i think they're they they still the, the reason that stuff comes out um unfortunately is because it's 
people are like oh kids will watch fucking anything and so they don't take they don't pay attention to like the writing and they don't make it um actually funny they just make a whole bunch of like stupid jokes in there that maybe kids will laugh at but and and that's the easy thing to do and it doesn't it doesn't cost a lot to have someone just shit out a script in a week you know i don't i don't know how long despicable me took to write but i bet it wasn't very long (laughs) to be fair (laughs) i need to rewatch it because i don't want to like i this isn't a hill i'm gonna die on but I honestly think that they prop they probably tried with the first one. Maybe. And then the second two they were like, fuck it, let's make the minions purple. Maybe. <laughs> that that's the thing for this one. Anyway, um, anyway, get back to yeah. Scoob. Uh that is kind of my biggest negative uh to the movie. Um I feel like it has kind of unfortunate kids writing slash slash logic. Uh, in a lot of scenarios, it's it's very just like you have to just not think about anything too hard. Um, but, you know, it follows the origin story of, of Scooby-Doo meeting Shaggy and then also meeting the gang, which is really cute. Um, they get into a situation where uh, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy are um, being chased by the main villain of the film, um, which, and you know, is Dick Dastardly from um, Wacky Races, which is interesting um and ultimately you know we'll get to the finale in a little bit but it's kind of like a normal scooby-doo hijinks like you know movie sure <laughs> they uh, get kidnapped uh, yeah or they get abducted do you want to give me your writing the... first off or oh yeah, yeah 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 so i gave this i think a 7.26 um uh out of 10 or so oh, wow i was expecting okay whoa that's really high still all right give me one second <laughs> i just was when you i'm trying to like you prefaced our my... conversation earlier that made me sound like it was going to be like a two point something i was like oh man this is going to be very controversial yeah but no i think i think I we like both I kind of i agree with you that's a good rating out of the 51 movies i have seen this year this movie is number 28 with a 76.2 out of 100 on that's, my scale that's not bad <laughs> um what's your worst movie i'm just curious the worst movie i have seen is harpoon i'm, okay. I'm working on this really cool graphic showcasing the top five movies of this year and that's what i was working that's why i was late to recording today and it looks really unprofessional fucking cool. unprofessional uh, i'm gonna have to show you what it looks like i love it but <laughs> yeah um I did not. I did not like this movie. Um, okay, well, it's like, so they get kidnapped, but or they're getting attacked by robots. So, okay, from Blue this point Falcon on, there will be spoilers. <laughs> yeah, Blue Falcon swoops them up, says that Dick Dastardly's looking for these dinosaur skulls to Which, open up a portal. I will say I like the inclusion of Blue Falcon in the movie. I think that's really cool. Like that's been a, a staple in Scooby Doo for a little while. You know, I think it's sure. a neat, neat yeah. inclusion. Um. They're trying to stop Dick Dasterly from getting the dinosaur skulls. Velma, Daphne, and Fred eventually stumble into Dick Dasterly's plan, get abducted. Um, Fast forward, he gets the third dinosaur skull. They all get back together. Mm -hmm. Um, He opens up the portal. You find out, and this is really touching, he's trying to open up a portal to the underworld because his beloved dog, Muttley, was stuck on the other side uh, after a failed heist. 
So he's trying to save his dog. Dick dastardly manages to rescue Muttley from the underworld, but he accidentally unleashes Severus, who starts attacking people, I guess, but there's nobody really around and there's no major cities or anything. Yeah. He's just kind of, any, anyways. The gang work together with Blue Falcon in order to put Severus back into the afterworld. Cerberus. Cerberus. Uh, Shaggy must sacrifice himself and stay on the other side in the underworld in order for them to close the gate because him and Scooby's friendship is so strong and Scooby's related to the, an ancient dog or something. He's related dog, to Achilles' dog. The fucking, the Who door closed. It's very simple. This is literally the plot to Kingdom Hearts. The door closes. It's Kingdom Hearts, yeah. The door closes, and since their friendship was so strong, Shaggy manages to come back. Well, Literally no. Kingdom Hearts. No, and this is another problem with the, with the movie. They for built me. like some spec. There's this like Deus Ex Machina thing, and they're like, they're they're sad for twenty seconds. They're like, oh my god, Shaggy's yeah. dead forever. He's never coming back. He's trapped in the underworld. Um, it's bullshit. Everyone's crying. It's 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 almost it almost reaches an emotional moment, and then about ten seconds later. This Deus Ex Machina thing, they're like, Velma's like, well, if Achilles built this, he wouldn't want to be away from his best friend, so there must be a back door. And then, like, literally, the statue appears, and the bottom of the statue ends up being a door. And, and then Shaggy shows back up. Yeah, it's like, up, I'm like, you couldn't have let us have that for another minute like i was almost I, to the point of feeling like wow this is really sad well i wrote a better ending i wrote shaggy <laughs> dies in the underworld <laughs> so this is my last page because i thought we were going to talk about the ending last but okay we you, are. You, you skipped um, to it and then i had stuff to say <laughs> so um maybe said okay so all they need to do is in order to close the door they need to like so they're like, okay, we need to close the door. Well, then uh-huh. this big platform raises uh, beneath Scooby and Shaggy. So now they're like really high up into the air. And then some disembodied voice makes them do a series of like puzzles or tests or something against a clock. And if they're not able to do it in time, they're stuck in the afterworld, uh, underworld forever or something. And all the puzzles and tests have to do with like friendship and they have to coordinate and so then you have like that like tension there's stakes because they're gonna get trapped forever if they fail it's a test of their friendship like the other one and then they don't set up and they don't set it up to where one of them sacrifices himself because it's a scooby-doo movie no one's gonna sacrifice themselves and not come back that's expected so you need to set up realistic stakes to where it's like you know it's semi-believable um and so that's I, my thing. Like, make them. Let me them tell in you my ending. <laughs> sure. Let me tell you my ending. So, it was a thing earlier in the movie, twice. And I thought it was going to pay off in the end, but it didn't. They make a big deal of it in the beginning. Shaggy gives Scooby this collar with the Scooby Doo. Yeah. Uh, then later, when they're with the Blue Falcon, my cheeks are getting so red. I am so drunk he's pissed he's so uh, pissed <laughs> uh so later with there with the blue falcon they're fitting scooby with this like super suit and uh they've determined he's special and shaggy is not um shaggy has a big inferiority complex about that uh so scooby who 
has not acted rude in any way looks at shaggy and he's like do i take this off like what would you rather me do and shaggy nods or like gives him the approval um scooby takes it off even though in his promise he said he would never take it off in the beginning uh yeah and shaggy kind of throws that in his face and scooby's like later like you nodded at me which is kind of like a throwaway like joke line but he's like you gave me the nod that i could take this off and like you were fine um but shaggy is not fine he's very upset uh so i thought in the end the key to them like being able to um both be on the like living side of the world would be uh somehow the like collar the necklace like the the symbol of their friendship is is like placed in in like where the hand slot goes for the the um underworld key or whatever like somehow that Mm. suffices for their their bond their friendship um that's a really good ending so and i thought that was like okay this is how this is gonna pay off the whole time and it didn't (laughs) i like that better than well which ending do you think is better let us know in the comments (laughs) let us know in the comments (laughs) i mean brian's ending is better because it incorporates the thing but um yeah so that yeah the ending really sucked um I'm gonna it was, go through it my... was the ending actually like i thought the movie got better over time i thought the ending was fine the beginning was a little rough the middle was like oof after they i was waiting for them like they got the out beginning of the... was bark <laughs> after they sh- so showed the younger mystery ink meeting up and becoming mystery ink i was like okay great they did a first mystery let's speed this along and they it dragged that first that beginning half i was waiting i was waiting i thought i (laughs) I was like what is going on there's no direction for this movie i'm I'm gonna go down my bullet point list and if you want to interject you can i will i I gotta i I promise i will (laughs) i have a list next to me as well (laughs) i'm going to uh first off let's just talk about this is like the first big cinema experience that we've uh that i've experienced uh through video on demand and i did i I have to say that it was an experience being able to get this theatric theatrical film download it or not download it but put it on i bought it through uh the youtube movies thing and then i could just pause it anytime i saw an easter egg and replay scenes and like look in the background of stuff and i was able to like really analyze frame by frame and take notes I think I might have had a better time in theater with this one because I think I would have been able to put my I, I would have been able to suspend my disbelief a little bit more. Sure. I, it From this standpoint, from me reviewing it, it helped a lot more because mm-hmm. I remember when I was watching Cats, I brought a fucking notepad and I was like, because <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to be talking about this. So I need to write down anyways. OK. I'm gonna. I made here are all the pros of this movie. The things I like because it's. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm about to tear a new one into this fucking movie as okay. soon as I'm done complimenting it. So, um, so they used classic references to the old show very nicely. There mm-hmm. wasn't too many, but there was enough to show that they respected the source material. I liked the the recreation of the title sequence in the original. That. I thought that yeah. was a really good scene. Yeah, it was kind of subtle. Like if you didn't cat, if you didn't like realize it was shot for shot then it j- was just a montage yeah. it did its job yeah i, I like, think it's pretty easy to recognize because it's like 
Fred sitting in that chair reading and falling backwards. And like, there were lots of silly things. I liked that they were young when that was happening. I thought that was a neat touch. Yeah. Um, the origin story was pretty fast. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not want a, another. Yeah. I was. Um, that is one of my pros. The origin story was cute and to the point. I like that they didn't spend half the movie establishing mystery. Yeah. <laughs> um daphne and the vacuum robot that back and forth that they had that was adorable i loved it yeah all those robots in general were so cute i liked the one the vacuum that i liked the vacuum one okay (laughs) that one was cute (laughs) are the other Um, ones on your cons list (laughs) (laughs) all the other ones i i think there's i think it's like it's very similar like minions there's just like this trope of like there's like all these minions that all look exactly the same and every animated movie has to have one little mascot thing that they could potentially yeah, a bunch of yeah i don't i don't like that uh it was i thought just these like, were oh, very cute and they like they they were very expressive and like and the fact that they also turned into murderous robots was funny i liked that um but anyways i, I really like the the daphne thing i think it was very natural for her character and it was like a very nice um any plot point that revolved around that robot it felt natural it didn't feel forced at all and usually Um, her character isn't it's it's hard because usually everyone else has a thing and she's the only one that doesn't always have a thing she used to be like the girly girl and they used to and i they've tried to steer away from that because that's like not really a personality you know what i mean just being yeah feminine i'm the girl yeah and so like they they've tried to give her other things and certain scooby-doos she's like really good at karate and she's like the fighting one and some she's like oh i can pick things with a hairpin and like because it's girly and i don't know i thought this was this was a good uh role for her to fit they mentioned in the beginning she's like the empath she's the person yeah. that people like and i was like that's good that's a good role um now that you're on your scooby-doo kick you should check out be cool scooby-doo it's a series before this latest one i i watched a couple of them i it's... like it because like each episode it's a running gag that each episode daphne has like a different hobby she's picked mm. up and she's like oh like i'm really into puppets and then yeah. the next episode she's like really into a different thing because she's like so desperate to find a well that's like anyway. i i imagine that's what they probably did because it's a joke and like yeah. in every series they always give her something that makes her it, you know it's scooby-doo on zombie yeah. island she's a reporter and it's like but everyone else has their normal thing so yeah i fucking love that um anyways um dick dastardly looked great um they veered they veered away from his like initial design but Mm. like in this case i really liked it his voice was was great and i thought also having the main villain of the movie be dick dastardly instead of a scooby-doo villain was wonderful i thought that was a great choice i'm torn on that and i'll get into Mm. that in a a second Mm. um so here's a list of every joke in this movie that got a uh, hmm out of me. All right. The uh, the part where Blue Falcon's saying, hey, uh, adventure's calling. Yeah. And it's this big moment. He gives his fake phone to Shaggy and he's like, hello? Like, I'm not interested. Bye. Mm-hmm. Th- that was kind of funny. Um, the whole part of like, oh, it smells like shaving cream or something. And she's like, is the bad guy my dad? Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I liked it, but I just was like, oh, we already saw that in the trailer. What For a sure. bummer. What a bummer. Um, the uh, Shaggy describing what happened. He was like, yeah, he said I wasn't needed. 
then he threw me through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Blue Falcon's talking about like this book that his dad wrote, and then he wrote another one called Just Falcon Around. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. That was good, yeah. Um, there's a part where the mystery machine is destroyed, and it's an ongoing joke that Fred is like in love with the van. Yeah. And way later after the van is destroyed they're all hiding from the monster and they're like where's fred and then it cuts back to the van (laughs) fred's still there that was good yeah that was really good they i was and this happened right when i was like questioning out loud like they haven't had any scooby snack references in this movie and then they have one in the beginning they have one in the beginning yeah well they when they Mm. when he names them but like uh, which was an interesting origin i was like usually I hate, I, I hate that naming convention but it makes sense because i've always thought like why is scooby like have this s- snack named after him and in this this movie i was like that's a good explanation like he's named after the snack you know yeah um but <laughs> daphne pulls out a scooby snack uh-huh. uh to distract the monster and then Scooby immediately snatches it from her hand. And she's like, oh, well, that's why I always have that one as a decoy. I have the real one. And then he eats that one, too. And, it, and that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, there's a part where Dick Dastardly disguises himself as a as an attractive police officer who pulls over Fred, who immediately uh, becomes very nervous and flabbergasted at the thought of uh, an attractive female officer, mm-hmm. um, only to find out it's Dick Dastardly. And yeah he has like this kind of comedic response to it because it was kind of obvious that it was a disguise like as a viewer sure and him acting so surprised like what yeah uh was really funny and those are all the funny jokes the rest of the jokes are really cringy and i wrote down the really cringy ones uh in the cons list yeah we probably don't have time to read them all but i feel like i i'm looking at your list and the things i agree with uh the things i actually wrote down that i think uh so here's one wow your cons are like so eerily similar to mine it's crazy um will forte's shaggy did not grow on me either yeah will forte like it was just it sounded too first off every rendition of shaggy i've ever heard has sounded similar if you're gonna do something new i want to hear something like something fresh and like actually cool instead of just will forte's voice like it sounded just like his normal voice and also he's an old guy (laughs) he is not a teenager he did not sound like a teenager or like however old they were supposed to be he is a much older person i keep hearing people say like oh like they recast it because they want him to be younger but like everybody like shaggy lillard would have been much better (laughs) like shaggy's consistently sounded like exactly the same Mm. from every voice actor yeah and even in this movie like shaggy visibly is like roughly the same age as he is in the other shows anyways yeah they're all i would say like young 20s that's the impression i got and then will forte sounds like he's a 40 year old man they the only reason they recasted these people is to use the names of these celebrities to sell tickets which is very counterintuitive when you're making a kids movie centered around a brand as big as Scooby-Doo, and, kids yep. aren't going to go Will Forte. <laughs> yep. Simon I, Cowell. I, I agree. I don't understand it. Uh, Simon There's Cowell, this, that was the least funny thing in this entire movie so for me. That was so fucking stupid. Like, do I didn't kids like even it. know who Simon Cowell is anymore? Like, I didn't like it because it happens twice in the movie. 
and also his character model did not look good i, I the small that was eyes, another complaint it was it just didn't fit the universe i was like what is this like the character this like i is, felt like the is, trailers is it because he's than... a part of warner brothers like is that the thing like i don't because I don't he's like so. uh i assume american idol and stuff is on their channel or whatever judge show he's a part of is on their channel so they had access to him that's what i'm assuming that's the only explanation that would fit because like why else would you get fucking simon cowell Mm. somebody who like nobody like maybe i'm in like this small cave no and i don't know i I was still doing stuff but like what as i wrote that as i wrote that down on my cons list i was like oh i'm gonna write this down andy's gonna actually like simon cowell being in this no i was like oh i was like this is gonna be awkward and then i saw your list and i was like thank god like it was so fucking cringy. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my Scooby-Doo movie. I, I see your list, and the only one that I think would have worked that I would have been fine with is Dwayne Johnson. I think yeah, I, that makes I wrote sense. Down, it would have been kind of funny. I was like, Dwayne Johnson is a big guy. Like, they could have mm. put him in there. I put Elon Musk. Um, yeah. Because it's like, oh, he's rich. He's uh, an, Mark an Cuban, investor, yeah. Because he's an investor guy. Yeah. And then Robert Downey Jr. Because Mark he's so Cuban would have made a lot of sense, yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is so detached from yeah. Warner Brothers being in Disney and stuff. And he's like the most paid actor. It would have been a totally unexpected but recognizable gag to yeah. have him in there. Yeah. Um, I agree. But yeah, they. Um, but Will Forte Shaggy is like fucking. I don't want to say it's bad, but it's so it's so hard to pay attention to the the movie and put yourself in there when you hear this voice that's yep. like it's clearly not a shaggy it's, voice. <laughs> it's constantly a reminder that they yeah. changed the act. Shag- can I can I tell you something that actually makes it harder to um, suspend your disbelief and watch a movie? Sure. Uh, when your name is said throughout the entire movie um it's a running and and this is like i hate these jokes i don't think they're funny i think that it was funny at a point and now this this form of comedy has run its course when someone says a random name as comedy like just saying a random name you're supposed to laugh like oh karen like oh you're supposed to laugh because oh yeah i said a silly name that also random right and and is that Devin again in this movie, it was Brian, unfortunately. So the entire time I was like, oh, Brian. I was like, oh, man, this is hard to to not think about as I'm trying to enjoy this movie. I'm like, man, they should have picked any other name and I would have been fine. But uh, I and it's sad because it actually the one doing it was my favorite character in the entire movie, Dynamite. I thought the voice was strong the character model was strong i thought dynamo was great that was my favorite character okay yeah and so i was like what a bummer to to have him be the one that's like brian 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 i'm like okay and then at the end he calls him blue falcon because that was his character growth great yeah (laughs) um i'm gonna go i'm gonna jump into the all the cringy jokes super fast i could probably get through there there's like this all i do is win 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 no matter what that that yeah. whole thing like i that feel song like came out in 2010 yeah what it's i'm like looking such at an old fucking your list song. i will attribute all of them like before you even read them to just being it's a kid's movie and so it's like the lowest common denominator yeah they just 
stupid kids will watch anything so let's yeah, write these shitty jokes and it's you so know. fucking bad uh blue falcon dabs yeah. um there's jokes about filters and selfies and social media um all coming from blue falcon but he says yeah. hashtag foxy falcon like lol yeah. social media funny yeah. um then there's like this whole like back and forth they do about paying for netflix which is like this i feel like the script of this movie was written like five years ago um, yeah i mean it and then it was been. made just now it could have been like, that's that's a possibility yeah all of these jokes are like they've aged so poorly it, it feels like they were like dead yeah. on arrival or they were dead on arrival i can um, agree with you um, the humor is just so cringy and like trying to relate to a generation that has outgrown all of those tropes already i think it'll still work for kids i'm not i'm not saying that i think it's like so trash that kids won't like it i think yeah. it'll still work I, it disappoints me because i think that they could have been much smarter with the humor and it would have been a movie that's adults would enjoy um because I, I think if if the writing was better i probably would have loved this movie um yeah. which is a bummer but i see um on your your negatives uh you have the dino island with captain caveman i actually think that's a positive i think uh it was a it was not necessary, necess- you know, necessarily. I know it's a lot of necessary. It seemed like just a big set piece just to sure. introduce that character and then sure. move on. And that's like exactly what happened. If they stayed I, there. I liked it in the sense that if Dick Dastardly was the only other character in this movie, I would have thought it might be strange. But introducing another kind of made it feel like, okay, they're going for a universe thing. I understand. I'm fine with it. I like the different set piece. They took us to a new location. I thought it was fine. I don't I think, think if, kids will like that. <laughs> I'm 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 okay with it all being in the same unit. I mean, all the Easter eggs in the background and stuff also indicate yeah. that it's the same universe. But um, yeah. and also, uh, Blue Falcon and Dynamite are also like their own separate Hanna Barbera cartoon property. So there's like three three way crossover here. It's already yeah. happening. Yeah if they if captain caveman like teamed up with them and like went that's into what the I ship thought and was, was gonna happen that, in the beginning with, of the movie yeah yeah um or they stayed there longer or like captain caveman needed to give them something like he was there for like a second and then he yeah. just left. like they introduced him established his like mannerisms and then they just he fucked off and then yeah. they all left yeah um it was like clearly like oh we're establishing this universe and nothing else it seemed like the same like justice we're gonna make justice league before all these individual hero approach yeah um so that i thought that was annoying um and it was also like it wasn't really a mystery like every I, that Doo is movie one is of my framed as a mystery that is and one of my like negatives <laughs> this is like more of an action oriented I actually I, I made a new adventure. I made a new category and I put it in neutral I have pros cons and neutral um, okay. and neutral is there wasn't really a mystery to solve uh, I have a feeling you might play devil's advocate to argue this but I'm actually pleasantly surprised that you are not <laughs> no like I was planning on like okay I'm gonna say there's not a mystery this is and exactly Andy's what... gonna be like well the mystery is them finding the skull this is literally my <laughs> same exact I was saying the same thing about you for this fucking <laughs> yes yes I no. like what's happening here <laughs> thank god 
Um, I, I agree. I think there's not a mystery. It uh, is. I didn't hate it um, that there wasn't one, but it did feel like, oh, well, this is supposed to be a Scooby-Doo thing. Like, it's weird that there's not a mystery, you know, or some sort of thing. I, I feel like if they had made the... If they had made... I don't know. I don't know how to turn this into a mystery. I feel like if you had made Dick Dastardly's intentions like more obscure until the very end, maybe if if you made if you made the villain just a generic villain, and yeah. then they unmasked him and you find out that it was yeah. Dick Dastardly, that would have been like the mother of all atom bombs of yeah, like villain yeah. reveals because you never expect the character to be from an outside property from Scooby Doo. Yeah. Um, that would have been fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there's a way that they could have established a Hanna Barbera universe and not and made it a non mystery. Like I can't see how you could do it and make it a mystery. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I, I, I feel think like they're so obsessed with like showing all these characters and locations. And I think there are, there are ways. I I feel like um I don't know. There there's lots of properties that are Hanna-Barbera that like involve mystery solving you know what I mean the uh Jabberjaw is one um Johnny Quest is one they're they're all about mystery solving in some way or another so I feel like the problem is in the middle of the movie Dick Dastardly has this heart-to-heart with the gang and is like yeah so I'm going to save Muttley because he was trapped in the underworld and it was funny the joke of him like recounting the story and then the, it's showing what happened at the same time and he's like yeah i told him not to go and in the, in the, the he video him, yeah. he's like yeah go go <laughs> i'm like okay it was funny he, you know he's doing the sob story and in reality he's like pushing Mutley to go into the underworld so <laughs> yeah my my last point I, i've kind of gone over uh, or skipped over a few things but my last little thing here is uh well actually i'll say I'll say two more points, but the last negative thing I'll say <laughs> okay. is that um, the universe is really cool. Um, is that negative? And it, it, well, if this movie does well, like, does this just mean that we're permanently stuck in this cycle of like every Scooby Doo movie needs to be some weird Hanna Barbera team up thing, and we're not going to see like an actual uh, mystery oriented Scooby Doo movie where the gang is like all together solving a mystery it's always gonna be like a i'm fine with that i feel like we've seen enough mysteries like there's enough content there are thousands of hours of scooby-doo content that you can watch of them solving mysteries that i think it was interesting to see them not do that so i don't know yeah it's just i feel like that that's like what they are like I don't, I don't want to see like yeah. this team like go and save the world like every single theatrical outing. I'd like it to kind of be like. I mean, a... that's kind of how the movies end up working though. They they solve a mystery, but they end up saving the world. It, it always happens on this grander and grander scale. Um, like if they hadn't stopped the the evil witch, then they would have like killed every. You know, I don't know. It, sure, I guess it gets it gets bigger and bigger. So I feel like them, it being just an action movie, isn't crazy uh it's a little reminiscent of like scooby-doo on zombie island to me like it's like this just action movie but then there is like an underlying mystery so i think that's what they're missing uh 
one thing I will say that I really enjoyed, which I know you've said you enjoyed on your your list, is the ending sequence with all the Han Barbera references. The Jabberjaw, yeah. Johnny Quest, Captain Caveman, the little that ending shit title was sequence. Fucking crazy. It was great. It was great. Um yeah, see, like knowing all these characters exist in the same universe is great. Mm-hmm. But I don't need them to be crossed over in every single movie. Like having sure. a standalone Johnny Quest movie or something would be great. And I don't need them shoving like, oh, I wow, don't... look at all of them. Like it's the Flintstones hanging out with Jabberjaw and the yeah. Jetsons land. Like, I, I don't... don't think properties like Johnny Quest. Here's the thing. This is my opinion. I think Scooby-Doo is barely strong enough to have its own movie. I do not think Wacky Races, Captain Caveman, Jabberjaw, Johnny Quest are remotely strong enough to have their own movies. Uh, I think it would be uh, it would be quite some time probably to see before we saw anything like that. And I think including them in the Scooby Doo universe is the most we're going to see of them. And I think that's exciting to me. I think it has been confirmed that we are getting a Wacky Races movie. But is it confirmed because, like, the Scooby-Doo movie happened, the Scoob movie happened, and Dick Dastardly was a part of it, and so now he is more in the cultural zeitgeist right now? So Wacky Races, therefore, is? You know what I mean? Like, Scoob kind of did that for them? Well, sure. I mean, I think Scoob is the Iron Man of the Avengers that is the Hanna-Barbera (laughs) you know you know iron man introduces all these characters but now that they've existed they can like all exist Mm. semi standalone like you can have them do their own thing now i agree Um, but i but i think my point is like you won't see standalones for a little while like you will see them give each other crutches and like prop each other up and then maybe you'll see standalone versions of these shows of these movies sure that's the only thing that annoys me is just or not the only thing a lot of the things in this movie annoy me <laughs> that's the only um, thing that's unrolls the only like thing. a cvs receipt full of all the just, things he hates <laughs> i just don't like the uh making it come across more natural as as opposed to like this weird multi-level marketing thing of this like i, I think it is what it is sometimes I don't it think... just feels like there's a way to have some sort of crossover that doesn't feel like some heartless like universe cinematic universe building thing. I don't. I don't. And some of these. See, that's where I points, disagree with you. I don't feel like it felt like that. Captain like, Caveman definitely came across to me as like a yeah. No. Captain Caveman exists in this universe. Get ready, and then they move to the next thing. Really I think fast. they were. It just felt like they were excited to show that part of the universe. Like, oh, we're gonna go here too, and like, it didn't feel captain caveman himself like have you ever watched that show no it's not very I... deep it does not it would not have its own movie uh so i feel like they showed it and that's what it is kind of like this is captain caveman and i was excited to see it and then i was like yep that's captain caveman that's it nothing more to show you know so they sure. moved on and my only fine. experience with Captain Caveman is in the. Uh, I read a lot of the uh, Laugh Olympics comics mm. when I was a kid, which is a crossover with all the Hanna Barbera properties. Mm. Um, there's a Laugh Olympics arcade cabinet in the arcade that they're in, which is kind of yeah. a neat little thing. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, just try a little harder to camouflage things. Um, I mean, obviously we disagree on that, so maybe they did a, a better job than I, I think. I understand but, where you're coming from. I don't think you're like implementing him just a little bit more into the story made it would have made him seem more integral to the plot like sure i i, I thought it was or going there in general in terms of how well the writing was which i don't think was very good i think they did his best i think that was one of the stronger points of the writing <laughs> if that sure. makes sense that that's how i feel so i don't discredit them for including that and i think that that was that was cool okay well um that that's about everything uh all the fucking easter eggs the hex girls uh there's a concert poster of the hex girls in the background yeah i'd say this is and when you were back to your point you were saying that this movie uh if you're a scooby-doo fan watch it i feel like this movie wasn't made for scooby-doo fans it was made for hanna-barbera fans like this is a hanna-barbera there's so many references to the hanna-barbera properties in general I, all the things in the background i do not feel hannah barbera fans exist i will controversially say i think i don't think that there is a person there's... that will label themselves a hannah barbera fan <laughs> I, I don't think that market is wide enough that they would say this is that mo- this is the movie for them <laughs> i think if you're there's that de- i disagree i definitely believe that there is a very large group of okay of i'm horrible at guessing ages okay but decently aged individuals who the very stereotypical i live in my mom's basement uh who actively follow a lot of these hanna barbera things um i'm not saying that this movie was made for like they were making this movie like oh this is for the hanna barbera fans but if you appreciate older cartoons there are, there's way more for you here than what's there for just a regular Scooby-Doo fan. Like there, this there movie's is, obviously catering to like a larger There is more for you. I'm not disagreeing, but what I'm saying is if more you are a fan of those older cartoons, you probably will like this writing and this story a lot less. And if you are just a normal like Scooby-Doo fan, then you'll probably be fine watching this. Is what what I'm generally saying. Oh, okay. I feel like if you're a big Hanna-Barbera fan, sure, you probably see it. You probably want to watch it, especially when you find out multiple universes are in it. Uh, yeah. But I just think, in general, if you like Scooby-Doo, then yeah, watch it. See if you like it. Yeah, it, the movie's okay. Um, there's a there's this really sad edit, uh, interview that came out. I think it came out today or yesterday of uh, Matthew <laughs> Lillard. Oh, really? Uh, talking about not being shaggy in this movie mm-hmm. is really fucking sad. He tweeted at the at the movie saying, uh, "Yeah, I hope you're, I hope you give the world what it needs right now. I hope mm-hmm. you know." Um, it's such a bummer because looking, I actually looked up the he's been I, shaggy I, for like twenty years. Well, he's been a little bit less, but um, like Casey Kasem before him, and then there was another voice actor kind of in between them. Um, but I looked up the voiceography for Shaggy because I wanted to see, like, have they ever done anything different with Shaggy's voice? Yeah, and, I did the same thing. I listened and, to all the different voice clips. And then when it I got was to like, Will Forte, it was like... I was like, I don't want to, like, have this opinion and then all of a sudden, like, oh, well, they've done different things. But the truth is they really haven't ever done anything different. So, I like, it's fine to try new things. And I don't discourage people from doing that. But... 
I just don't think it was necessary. I feel like it was just it was just for what you're saying, like to add another voice actor to the, you know, the name on the movie and Hollywood in general doesn't seem to care about about voice talent in general. Yeah. Like this seems to be a very common theme where when properties make it to the theater, they usually replace the longtime voice actors of stuff like with Sonic and with sure. this. Um, yeah. The only one that seems to have survived is Tom Kenny as SpongeBob. Mm. And I definitely think Nickelodeon has some secret lab hidden somewhere growing some clones. So when Tom Kenny bites a bullet, they're going to replace him with somebody else. But like, yeah, I just I, I think at its core, there are certain characters that you should try to rep. Like there are certain characters that maybe trying something new isn't always the best thing. You know what I mean? I don't discourage I that, that from everything, but I think in some ways, maybe don't try something new. Like if they tried a new Scooby-Doo voice, like where he had a different <laughs> mannerism, it would be ridiculous, right? I mean, I just feel like it's not, people that don't always me. want that. <laughs> Scooby had like the same voice actor, but his mm. speech pat he talked a lot in this movie. He, he talked, like he talked yeah. noticeably a lot more, and it was he really had a lot weird. of like dialogue with other characters instead of just like row row like yeah yeah that was weird. Um, but anyways, I think there's a time and place to try new things, and with I like agree. this hearing the same voice for however many years that Shaggy has existed, maybe a big budget theatrical yeah. movie is not the time to like do this weird yeah they, i think that they were very honest with the trailer like they definitely they did not lie to us they were like this is what yeah. his voice sounds like brace for impact um i started watching the last man on earth with will forte to kind yeah. of like prep myself and i was like okay like i kind of like will forte he's like kind of a cool guy like i really like this show i don't and then i saw this him. movie and i was like nope yeah like, i was really trying to get used to it and like yeah. no Mm-mm. not for me yeah uh not about it so, i agree yeah that's my that's well, my take i mean i feel like we've kind of come to the end of what we're talking about uh yep we both, is a little... we, we both agree on a lot of things <laughs> yeah that's like can ever... you can you explain to me the pay for netflix joke because i didn't get it do you understand it yeah so the joke was that dick dastardly yeah dastardly, I know he's stealing he, netflix. U- he uses his netflix he yeah. uses his mom's netflix account or yeah. he uses someone else's netflix account then daphne's like oh that's not fair to yeah. all the people who have to pay for netflix like yeah. netflix account velma says yeah then fred says wait you have to pay for netflix so it's insinuated that he's mooching off of someone's account as well and okay. is unaware that he has to pay for Netflix. I was confused because I was like, that makes it sound like he doesn't have Netflix and just was confused about it. I was like, but it wasn't funny either way. I was like, yeah, it was just one of those other jokes of like, you guys are getting paid. Like that's, that was the joke, you know, yeah. like, you, you know, this is just another like, ah, retelling of it? another joke. Yeah. So Dude, anyway, the, the streaming services are really, <laughs> Are really taking off we better make a joke about it yeah well they did maybe I'm they were surprised. trying to get netflix to pick it up <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't um make a joke about um what is it is it is it peacock Wh- that they're Whibby? all going on to? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think it's it's peacock there's another 
There's another one that's um, shit. There's another oh, well. streaming service that's well, coming up. We'll have to cover that on another day. <laughs> we yeah, have, Brian, Brian we have wants our to leave course. now. He's, he wants to go. This is potentially the longest episode of Desk Pop we've ever had. So Desk Pop is getting a divorce. Brian Brian wanted a divorce. I wanted to. Brian you know, has finished. I wanted, two I wanted to keep. I wanted to keep going, but Brian needs is, to pee. So same. <laughs> Brian does need to pee. <laughs> uh so thank you if you enjoyed our podcast uh either visually or audi auditorily uh or smelling or through smell uh please subscribe like uh you know if you have any suggestions on what you'd like us to talk about or any comments or questions send them to deskpopcast at gmail.com or at deskpopcast on social media Yep, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks. See you, smell you later, alligator. <laughs> <laughs>